have a very interesting series beginning with this episode of Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music with very interesting people. The one thing they have in common is that they all play the accordion. Now, when I asked them to guess, that fact didn't occur to me. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. I just like all of them. In the next two weeks, Yeti Swart, uh, uh, a.k.a. Jet Black Pearl, and then our old friend Courtney Vondrelli of Three Leg Torso. Right now, across from me is Darka Dusty, who is also well-known as a vocalist, uh, specializing in the music of Ukraine. Lately, she's put together several fundraisers to help Ukrainians caught up in the war. She and her husband, Miri, own Miri Photo, which specializes in photographs of musicians. And there's talk of her doing her own podcast. Lots to talk about. Darka is a trip. Well, the little orange light has stopped flashing. You know what that means. We're live. Live and kicking. Now, I want to. we should explain one thing, and I don't usually get this far ahead, because, I, first of all, I like... I like it to be, you know, immediate, and I like to be in the moment. But we are actually recording this on election day. We are. So we don't know what happened. So let's not even talk about it. Well, <laughs> I can talk about how I have like a knot in my stomach. Well, okay, <laughs> that's fine, and maybe hope maybe some of it will be un- unknotted by the end of tonight. Well, it's a double knot. Actually, it's, yes. it's it's more like a sailor's knot, a very complicated sailor's knot in my in my belly. <laughs> I don't know anything about knots. That's why I could never be a Boy Scout <laughs> because I couldn't tie That's the why. couldn't tie the fucking knots. You could build a fire. <laughs> couldn't you build could a dig fire. a latrine. Couldn't dig a no latrine. Knots. Couldn't do anything. I never got out of Cub Scouts. <laughs> I was bad at it. Well, <laughs> you missed out. I guess. I guess I was not my destiny. I'm glad that your destiny is what it is. Why, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and how's everything? It's, um, I'm hanging in there, as yes. they say. Yes. Hanging in there. Yeah. As we all are, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. just brutal reality lately. I know. I know. I don't even know why I'm smiling as I say that. Well, <laughs> because what else can you do? That's exactly right. What else can you do? You know? In fact, humor gets me through everything. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, um, and so here we go. <laughs> well, know? it's great to see you. So you, you actually, by the time this, this, this goes up, you will have, you, you will have uh, completed a gig here at Artichoke. What, 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 what is that? What, what was that going to be in the future? Oh, well, it's, uh, it's, yet? it's Artichoke. It's a, it's a coffee house. And, yeah. Uh, just a lovely bunch of people playing accordion centric tunes. Nice. On uh, November 10th uh-huh. in two days. Yeah. But when this airs, right. I will be a couple weeks ahead of a couple other gigs in December, which oh. I can tell you about later. Okay, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you're working. I, I, I noticed, you know, you, uh, you, there's a lot of gigs. I've, I don't think I've ever had this, this busy a, a year. You know, a lot of people are saying that. And I understand that, you know, that the, the part of your thing is the, is the whole Ukrainian situation. Correct. But on the other hand, I've heard a lot of musicians say I've never had so much work. That exa- Yeah, I think uh, post-COVID, I think everything's bouncing back. I think people realize how much they missed it. Yes. Uh, I, did some, I did see some people retire and, like, they just couldn't make it back in. Wow. Into the scene. Uh, noticed that from That's a couple a people. That's a shame. Because it was a it was a life changer this pandemic for oh, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, 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 definitely. You yeah. know, so but I, I'm really happy that um, I was able to work uh, at the pace that I did uh-huh. because I've never pushed myself this much. It's kind of why my voice sounds like it's it's been recently sandpapered <laughs> on the inside of my vocal cords. No, that's good. That's not bad. Well, it's from it's from rocking out on Saturday night at the Blue Diamond. <laughs> I was I was at a I Melissa heard, I, Etheridge and Joan Arma trading tribute. I heard about that gig. <laughs> Must have been really fun. It was a blast. So it was you and and uh, Sunny Hess, Sunny Hess, Lisa Mann, yes, um, yeah. yeah, Claudia Page, a whole bunch of lovely women. Wow. That um, just made my night, and I also did a the Art of the Protest song. Earlier oh, yeah. that night, I had two gigs on Saturday night, so that's why yeah. I, I sound a little bit like, uh, <laughs> you know, the Godfather. <laughs> well, that's okay with me. <laughs> I'm Cecilia. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, uh, yeah, I think I, if, if I believe that that art of the protest song sometimes happens here too. Yeah, I believe it has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had that. I had that guy in in here for Bill for, Valenti. Yes, Bill Valenti. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Um, 
Yeah, he was a sweetheart. He wrote a he wrote a Putin song. Really? Yeah, and I accompanied him on accordion, and he sang it like in the old Russian style. Old Vladdy, you know, like I don't know the lyrics, but it was super, <laughs> super like sung like a, you know, Russian guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, well, that's good. Oh yeah. Good, yeah, I just basically sang Ukrainian songs because I wanted to point out that just singing in the Ukrainian language for the better part of the last 150 years yeah. was a protest. Yeah, <laughs> and and it could get you arrested or killed just singing in the Ukrainian language. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, sure. Uh, 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 I've yeah. never felt like a marginalized group, like I was in a marginalized group. I never really felt that uh-huh. until this past year. Yeah. That someone very powerful out there wants to see me and everybody like me gone. Right. You know, so right. it's kind of, you know, eye, eye-opening to have that feeling for the first time. I, 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 I got the feeling when that when it looked like it was going to happen, that people kind of came to your aid, not necessarily just with money or anything, but just kind of like morally and spiritually. I mean, I, I kind of, I just kind of felt that. Did you feel that? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, Ukraine is a, a sovereign nation and it was attacked right. for no good reason. Yes. And the reasons given kept changing. Yeah. And so Putin really didn't think it through. I mean, he was trying to, he is trying to wage a 20th century war in the 21st century. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, the majority of the world was uh, prepared for that kind of old style war. Yeah. And so they really understood how much Ukrainians are uh, in need of support. Yeah. And I think Ukrainians proved that they're worthy of that because they continually fight for their freedom, their democracy. They always come out. The people are s- civically engaged, yeah. unlike the Russian people. Right. And I think, um, you know, they, they've proved that in 2004, the Orange Revolution, mm-hmm. 2013, uh, the Revolution of Dignity and the Euro Maidan in, in Kyiv when students protested. And then that turned into a much bigger situation, which eventually resulted in Putin taking advantage of the opportunity uh-huh. and annexing Crimea and certain other areas of yeah. the eastern part of Ukraine. Yeah. So Ukrainians come out and it's literally written into our national anthem uh-huh. that we will fight for our freedom until the very end. Yeah. It's built into our code, our yeah. genetic code, yeah. that we will fight till the end. Yeah. So, you know, the world pressuring Zelensky and Ukraine to, um, you know, compromise somehow you know compromise what someone wants to steal part of you okay you can have my arm right uh let me give you my arm but i want the you know so there's no compromise with with brutal murderers yeah you don't compromise with someone who wants to kill you yeah so that's where that's where we're at right now and it's amazing how well and how effectively ukrainians have have proven themselves uh, people are shocked yeah people are shocked all over the world that that Putin didn't just walk in and take over, and he's I mean, he's still losing, isn't he? By all accounts, yes. Yeah. I mean, he really showed it's a Potemkin village situation. Uh-huh. We all had this <clears throat> sort of mistaken impression about the Russian um, armed forces. Right. That they were the deadliest in the world. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's simply not true. Um, the oligarchy system that has, you know, flourished since the disbanding of the Soviet Union has allowed, you know, Russian oligarchs and just people uh, who are corrupt in Russia to take advantage of any place of, of potential money making. And uh-huh. uh, certainly they have picked through so many of the weapons and yeah. tanks and things yeah. that, you know, as soon as the Russian... Um, army tried to come to ukraine they realized some of their tanks were falling apart and yeah, they realized yeah. they had rations from 2015 <laughs> and they had they're now using guns from the second world war yeah. with rust on them yeah um russian soldiers have to <laughs> basically buy their own gear yeah yeah <laughs> so well. it's kind of um he's now really look, wait, wait. You, so that you laughed at that yeah and it's because it's funny well it's i mean sad, it, is, it, is, it isn't but it, but it's still it's that kind of sense of humor. 
isn't it that keeps the, that 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 keeps the pe- the people going? Oh God, Ukrainians! Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean the, absolutely. The, the, the president's a comedian. Well, you know, he was in a comedy <laughs> show, but he he has a, a, a you know a higher degree. Oh, I know that, <laughs> but know? still, you know, I mean, I know how many how many uh, how, how many heads of state you know <laughs> were paid to make people laugh. Exactly. Well, you know, you know we have a history of hiring um, the. Uh, the Hollywood types, as it as it were. Really, but, um, <laughs> I think our I think Zelensky in charge is a lot more successful than the example that we have in our country. One thing I have not heard, and you're the only person I know who, who I could ask, is what role does music play over there, or does it play a role over there in 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 in, in, in spiritually and in, in oh, I could talk about this all day. Well, that's okay. No, listen. Know, it, I mean, it's, music it's, it's, is essential for the people uh-huh. of Ukraine. Yeah, we are a spivucha nazia. That means we are a singing nation, <laughs> and that means that every every battle, every every experience in the in the world of you know in in Ukrainian life has beautiful songs around it uh-huh. and that's what i do i sing ukrainian songs and i know you always have <laughs> i always have since i was a little tot yeah um so you know ukrainian music for example there's there is a beautiful instrument called the bandura and it's uh-huh. there's various styles but the main one is something like 60 plus strings and um, wow and ukrainian bandura players historically were blind men usually Jeez. and they would play this and they would sing about is it like <clears> an <throat> auto harp no not quite it's more like a harp harp uh-huh gotcha. because uh you don't push any buttons oh um mm-hmm. it's literally just um strings yeah set up like a piano really so huh. the flats as it were are strings that face one direction uh-huh. um and then the sharps would face a slightly different direction huh. so you can um reach sharps or flats by raising or lowering your hand on the bandura it's wow. huge yeah. it sits on your lap huh. anyway so banduriste that's what they were called and they would sing songs about ukraine in them in the you know with the most beautiful poetry uh-huh. and um, these were the people who were easily exterminated a hundred years ago they yeah the russians were always um afraid of the ukrainian spirit the ukrainian culture uh-huh. the ukrainian language you know and it's very, it's very telling, you know, that they're so insecure in their own selves that they have to destroy others. Right. And they so want to keep the myth of Russia. Yeah. And the myth of Russia is nothing like the reality, as yeah. we are seeing expand on the, on the battlefield right now. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. fighting literally a kind of war that you fought in World War II, where mm-hmm. you have a front line yes. of guys, then you have a secondary line of right. guys, and a third line of guys. And if anybody starts running away, they shoot their own people. Wow. And um, That's kind of like the American Revolution. Is it? Yeah, because that's what the British did. Is that right? They had, they had their front line, and, and, and they, would, they would shoot and fall back. And the Americans, they were just running all over the place. You know, hide, well, hide, I think hide. Ukraine is uh, just like okay, they're in, they're in the future now. Yeah, and Russians are fighting in the past, and yeah. the mentality is quite apparent. I mean, Ukraine wants to move forward; it wants to move the country forward. It wants people to have a you know a way to express themselves. So that means they're not going to they're they're becoming more tolerant of you know LGBTQ. They're becoming more tolerant yeah. of women in the you know having equal rights. And as you can see, there's well, I don't know if you can see, but I follow the news of, yes. of this subject a lot. There's lots and lots of women in the Ukrainian army. Really? Lots, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so it's been a really rough year in terms of grief. Yeah. You know, and the only way that I'm... St- <clears throat> it's okay. It's not COVID, Tom, I swear. I, I believe you. Have some coffee. <laughs> there we have it. That's good. It's um, it's the only way that I can stay afloat yes. emotionally and psychologically. Yeah. Because in addition to Russia attacking Ukraine again this year, you know, in the last year, uh, both of my parents died. Wow. Oh, in, right. in the last uh, year. But that had nothing to do months. with the war, right? Nothing. In fact, well, my father died four days after the war began. Huh. 
but he didn't see the war happen. He was already in a state where he oh. didn't see. So, I mean, all I can say is thank God that my parents didn't have to see that. Yeah. Because they yeah. both escaped from Ukraine in World War II. Yeah. Yeah. And to see that in the end of, at the end of your life again, oh, I, I'm just glad they were spared that. Well, you're lucky also that you have a husband for support. I do, yes. Uh, both and, ways. And, you know, when you, when, you're, when you need support and are able to give support, that just is the best. Oh it's yeah, the best it really is because in giving the support, you know, it's you more easily receive the support and it's mutual. Well, what has happened to me is that I have been very fired up to yeah. fight. I'm mm -hmm. of an age that I can't fight literally. Right. But I'll tell you what, if I was in my 20s right now, I I might have gone over there. I used to. Oh, be I a, can see that. I I, I used to be a great <laughs> shot, like. At, at sports camp, I can, I can see <laughs> I could, that. I could shoot a rifle, and like right. I won the rifle. Right. Gold I wouldn't, medal. I wouldn't want to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to fuck with me. Can we say that on air? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a podcast. I wouldn't want to beep with you. No, I mean, you, with can me. say, you can say anything. You can say anything. <laughs> All right. Well, goddammit, it, let's talk. <laughs> no, honestly, um, so I would have been there, but so the only way I can fight is through the things that I, I guess post on social media and yeah. the, the money that I raise and the music yeah. that I make yeah. and the PR message that I hope to mm -hmm. pass uh, on to people because some people, I mean, let's just say this, the majority of my first 20 years of my life, when I would say, when someone would stop me in a mall mm -hmm. or on the street or yeah. something, what's that language you're speaking? And I would mm -hmm. say, oh, it's mm -hmm. Ukrainian. Oh, is that like Russian? That's Russian, right? And I'd be like, no, it's completely different. It's, uh, it's like Italian to Portuguese. I mean, that's how different they are. I recently read a meme that said the Russian language is, is basically when the Mongols came, they couldn't do the Ukrainian language, so the Russian language came out of the, that. And there's a whole lot of historical yeah. documentation about that. Yeah. Because Kiev and Rus was, is Ukraine. Uh -huh. And so the Russians were back then known as Muscovy, Muscovites. Uh -huh. And they came uh -huh. along like a good four or five hundred years after Kiev and Rus. Huh. And Rus was a sort of nickname that came from Ruthenians. Huh. And that was given to us Ukrainians uh, by the Vikings who came down the Dnieper huh. River. Jeez. They called us Ruthenians and then it got shortened to Rus. And eventually, 400, 500 years later, Moscow was already uh, something because yeah. it didn't exist for hundreds of years before uh -huh. Kiev and Rus. Uh -huh. And so they, they, uh, they even stole the word Rus from <laughs> us. So they've been stealing. You know, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying the reality. So oh, yeah. I yeah. believe that Putin is scared of the world finding out the truth behind the myth of Russia. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. historically that the people of Ukraine have been there right. far longer and yeah. they were part of a real, you know, beginning city, city state be, a thousand years ago. 888 is when Ukrainian, uh, the Ukrainian people accepted Christianity. 888. Jeez. Yeah. Huh. So there's, you know, it's a yeah. very, very old yeah. civilization. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's the same all over, you know, I mean, there's, there's a, a Sicilian dialect. You know, where where peas are pronounced like peas are pronounced like bees, so you know you want the, if you want a pizza you go a pizza ah you know or a basta you know uh, <laughs> and it, what, yeah it's okay nice I like it <laughs> have you been to Sicily I have not been to Sicily yeah no do you want to go I can, can we go this afternoon hey man <laughs> all we need is a credit card <laughs> and a passport. Wouldn't that be fun just yeah. to like go, all right, let's go. <laughs> um, have your non-Ukrainian songs or songs that are not about U Ukraine, have those songs changed over the past couple of years or, or having to do with either the war or COVID? Oh, um, we did change some things about uh, our relationship with music. The songs um, that I perform haven't yeah. changed, uh -huh. but throughout the pandemic, uh, my partner Miri Stabiuk yeah. and I—he's yeah. known in town as a photographer, but well, he's one of, of the best. He's best. He's one of the best composers that I've yeah. ever known. Yeah. Um, and he's just 
pretty much he went to school for himself during COVID. Uh-huh. Really? And he, well, he learned Logic Pro. Huh. Yeah, because he had an outboard machine that he would use for multi-track recording, uh-huh. piece of hardware, Yamaha something, 24-track, 16-bit, not very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. But then during COVID, he's like, all right, I've got a million hours <laughs> on my hands here. So <laughs> he really, really learned how to use COVID and, uh, sorry, how to use um, logic yeah. during COVID. Yeah. <clears throat> so we ended up recording a whole bunch of great, fun music Oh. and like... So we, we recorded a lot during the pandemic. Have you performed any of these? No, because um, our Borscht Beatniks entity yeah. is one thing. And yeah. then Miri and I have this other entity called Mammoth in Space. <laughs> it's, a, it's more of a virtual band. Uh-huh. You know, we don't uh-huh. perform with that music because it's so complicated. Uh-huh. And I would love to someday. You going to release any of that stuff? Oh, it's been... Yeah, we've released some of it. Oh, good. Yeah, the song good. Mammoth in Space is, um, uh-huh. it's, <clears throat> its subtitle could be um, My Apology to Nile Rodgers. <laughs> and that stems from, uh, in the 70s, Miri, uh-huh. he decided that he really hated disco, as, well, yeah. as many people did. And yes. he, he, of course, was from Disco England. sucks. Disco sucks. <laughs> disco sucks. Yeah, people burning Bee Gees records and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> But, you know, Nile Rodgers, you know, if you look at his body of work, I mean, he's as funky as they get. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, Miri wrote this tune, and it has a total Nile Rodgers <laughs> vibe in it. So it's called Mammoth in Space because that's what the words ended up um, being. But it's, it's, it's subtitled, it's My Apology to Nile Rodgers. So it's a real <laughs> retro 70s dance tune. Oh, nice. With nice. a space sub-theme. <laughs> Outer space. We really, we really dig outer space stuff. Well, that's good. I mean, it's 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 health, very healthy that, that you know you guys um, have kept your hand in and doing other stuff. Oh, we always will. We're yeah. we're we're like creatively, you know, we're just that's our addiction mm-hmm. is creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, photography, music. I'm also working on a cartoon project. I've been a closet cartoonist my really? whole life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and my mom, who died in August 2021, she always told me, you got to do something with your cartoons. You got to do something with your cartoons. Uh-huh. So, What are you going to do? Um, I had this idea of publishing a book called um, A Fun Book. <laughs> and it's something that I used to make when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I used to make it. My sister would make it with me. You know, She would make one for me. I would make one for her. Later, I would make one for my friends. And it's literally, you know, you take some loose leaf and you put it together and you fold it together like a little book, uh-huh. five by seven book. Maybe you staple it if you're being fancy. Uh-huh. And then it's basically you create um, just activities and fun things, you know, like you make a crossword puzzle or you uh-huh. make a word search with inside jokes between you and your friend, <laughs> you know, um, or you create uh, a maze, you know, help find Darka. <laughs> in the maze and you know and then it's just you know magazine cutouts and stupid jokes and yeah you know just yeah. just um you know maybe like a mad lib i love me i love writing my own mad libs oh yeah and um just like little activities like i want to try to make creativity analog again uh-huh. because people are like living on their phones right and i remember the joy of creating this and i figure you know, eventually electricity is going to be at a premium. We might have like right. dark times where we, yeah. you know, and we're going to yeah. have to be doing, you know, some art uh, over a candlelight like uh-huh. in the 1800s. I don't know. I just feel like I want to I want to like bring the analog creativity back so that people can remember how to draw and write and, and just get off their phones. What a great idea. I actually published a one off magazine around 1987 or so called Fun Times. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And what was that about? It was just stupid stuff. Just yeah? Funny stuff. Stories it was, and... It was around the time... Well, it was after I, I, I had stopped writing for the supermarket tabloid. Oh, my God, that's uh, right. Yes, I did. <laughs> I yes. forgot you did that. Correct. <laughs> so you're responsible for aliens head found in pudding packet or... Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, well don't you remember you had that show at, at, at that dive bar on Foster and I read and where you and oh, Mary yeah. were playing? Yeah. That was the funniest thing. Oh my God. And I, I, I brought my book out 
to see if the joke still worked. <laughs> and I started reading the, the first story in that book, which was Grandma um, turns pet dog inside out looking for lost lottery ticket. Oh my God! And I was and I was you know, I was reading it and I was getting big laughs, just <laughs> like just I mean, and like they were new jokes. Well, they were new to the people there. And so I'm, I'm first of all I'm I'm reading the jokes, and then I'm and I'm enjoying the laughs, and then I had another part of my brain going. My God, I forgot how fucked up this was. <laughs> <laughs> you became self-conscious during your performance. Correct. That happened to me this year. Did it? Well, I was lucky enough to be asked to sing the Ukrainian National Anthem uh-huh. at a Thorns Timbers game. This was an exhibition ah, uh-huh. match in yeah. April, and uh-huh. it was a charity event by UNICEF. And they raised $600,000 for Ukraine that day, for children of Ukraine. Wow. And so I sang, and they asked me to sing the Ukrainian National Anthem. Uh So I came out there, I'm holding the mic, and there's like, I don't know, 18,000 people, biggest audience Uh I've ever faced. Yeah. You know? And so I'm singing it. The words are coming out like muscle memory. Oh, yeah. I don't even... And then I see my face on the jumbotron. Ah! And then I'm going, (laughs) and I'm singing. Meanwhile, my brain is thinking... Wow, check it out. I'm on the Jumbotron. <laughs> All right. I don't look that bad. It could have been worse. <laughs> Isn't that wow, great, yeah. though? Yeah, and my, bri- my brain is completely disconnected to what's coming out of my right. mouth. exactly. And exactly. yet, somehow, people said, that was such a passionate performance. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, I'm like, really? I, I don't remember much of it. I know. I know. It's, so f- <laughs> it's just so funny how that works, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, my ex-husband was, uh, is blind, and when he was going to school, when we were together, uh, I would I would read his textbooks for him. Uh-huh. You know, you know, he was studying music, so I was reading some jazz history textbook mm-hmm. for him. And he starts laughing like really hard, and I go, "What?" He goes, "Didn't you just hear what you read?" And I go, "No, I was thinking about something else." <laughs> <laughs> so my, my 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 I was literally reading, yeah, but yeah, I had no yeah. pretension of what I was reading. Yeah. My mind I- wandered. I used to um, uh, volunteer in Baltimore at a radio reading service for the blind. And it was really fun because I got to do, I got to, to, to do um, uh, cartoons, oh, yeah. comic strips, you know, and be, and, and be the characters in them. Oh, nice. And all that. Yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> and the guy who ran the place was, was blind. And he would have at least three things going at once. He would be two people would be recording, or three people would be recording, and w- maybe one would be live. And he did it all without being able to see it. It was amazing. amazing. Oh, I know how that is. My my yeah. ex husband actually has a music studio. Yeah. And he yeah. runs the whole thing, and he's blind. And right. He, right. Uh, if you were to come to the studio for a session, you wouldn't even know. Wow. I mean, you would just see him moving around a little slower than most people. But right. right. I mean, yeah, it's right. pretty incredible to see someone like that. Yeah. yeah. Moving it was around. A, it, was a, it was a great experience to, to be able to do that. And uh, Well, you've had so many weird and interesting jobs in your life. <laughs> you just why. reminded me of the, of the tabloid job. Uh-huh. May I ask you, what was the weirdest <laughs> sort of job you've ever had in your whole career? If you can well. recall one. That's interesting. That's interesting. I I could just it depends on. I mean, there was there. Uh, it doesn't sound weird, but for a while I was when you know the 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 career had gone in the toilet in Baltimore. <laughs> and, Sorry, I'm laughing. And I had to so blunt. I, I had to drive a cab, which is and I was in my forties. Okay. And guys in their forties don't usually come back from that. Oh yes. Uh, you know, uh, and but I sort of did. And the first thing I did after, after stopping the horrible job of being a cab driver, was because uh, it's different in Baltimore than it is in Portland. People, you know, driving a cab in Portland is nothing anyway. But um, uh, the the thing was that um, I was a wedding and party DJ. Oh Lord! With a polyester um, uh, a polyester suit. And a red cummerbund and a red bow tie. 
On purpose? You wore that on purpose? It was required. (laughs) The company required it. I I worked for a company who was like the largest (laughs) company that that did those things. And they were the ones that everybody called when they, just regular people, you know, it wasn't anything cool about it. They weren't hipsters or anything. Um, And, uh, uh, and there was, I, there was always one set that I had to play and it was the Hokey Pokey, the Twist, YMCA, and, um, and then at the time, I had to teach people how to do the Macarena. Oh, I can tell you that, okay, so that was like, what, 95, 96? That was around, in the ni- it was in the 90s. Because I remember that Macarena moment. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> but, but, please, uh, I was stop, addicted. stop, don't, stop, <laughs> stop. you having PTSD? Stop. Yeah, really, uh, absolutely. Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> What a dumb song. But all of the things that would happen, all of the the weird things that had happened at wedding receptions, fights and and horrible (laughs) things and people who hate each other, who have come there for this joyous occasion... And like go in the park, go out to the parking lot and get a get a and, and, and get a get weapons, you know, so they can Crikey. hurt each other. Oh, it was amazing shit that happened. I mean, one guy, um, the the groom at, at one of them uh, got dead drunk after the ceremony, and realized what he had done, and ran out of the building at full speed and almost got hit by a bus. Oh my God! But it was stuff like that. Uh, uh, so, so what? Yeah, what was? What made you quit in the end? Because you obviously you're not a DJ for weddings anymore. Well, um, I found a woman and moved here. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the thing was, uh, and and then as uh, you know, as because DJing was at least adjacent to my career. Right. <laughs> Uh, but then I got a gig as a as a, a radio DJ at the, uh, also, and it was great because when I was a kid, it was at the dawn of rock and roll. Little Richard was just just coming up, and Elvis, and all of the greats. Boy, you're so lucky that you lived I'm through that. So old. <laughs> no, it, I I didn't think that. I thought uh, about how lucky oh, you were. Oh to yeah. Oh, it. absolutely. I mean, and, to to, anyway, to grow so, up in so there was this radio yeah. station, and and that's when I discovered. That really all I ever wanted to be in life was a radio DJ and play music on the radio, and so in the in the or in the mid '90s when when after the after the the, the horribleness of my t- taxi driving, I was a friend of mine and I w- actually wanted to have um, bumper stickers made for our cabs that said Travis Bickle was right. <gasps> See. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, a friend of a friend who for those uh, kids out there, Travis Pickle is a, no, the character, the main character in Taxi, Taxi Driver. Driver. Yes. <laughs> but um, so I had, but years, a few years before that, I had I had a gig as a, um, a a network radio talk show host, and the guy who ran that network, which had gone out of business, one of the, one of the tragedies that had happened and ended up in the cab. Um, he got a, he got a gig as a general manager of a station, of the station that I used to listen to when I was a little boy. And he changed the format to an oldie station. He hired me, so I got to play the the songs that I loved when I was a little kid on the station that I listened to when I was a little kid. Total dream come true. It was fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Well, that's it. Sometimes you visualize something hard enough, and, and then like things click into place, and you suddenly realize, wow. I'm living the dream. I would like to believe that. Well, I realized that kind of thing. Uh, a few yeah. years ago, we were yeah. doing that little experiment where, what would happen if we won the lottery? <laughs> and then you start <laughs> fantasizing. Yeah. And then I realized, you know, I would just want to add more travel to my life, but I want to keep this life the way it is. <laughs> so then, then ergo, wow, I must be living my dreams then, if that's all I would change. <laughs> just a bit more travel but and then I, w- I think I'd be a great millionaire I would like if I won this big lottery that we have right now somebody won it oh no really? two billion dollars somebody oh, in Chicago crikey. yeah well I just would make a great 
lottery winner because my goal would be to get everybody I know and love out of debt <laughs> and fix everybody's teeth. <laughs> I think that's this very neglected and hushed topic that, you know, today's people who struggle, yeah. you can tell not by their clothing like you used to yeah. 50 years ago, you can tell by their teeth. Because Medicare and Medicaid don't cover it. Exactly. So. Yeah. Our or a vision, for that matter. Right. Yeah. So our nation's teeth are rotting, and so I would <laughs> like, I would just take like you know a hundred friends and fix all their teeth. That's great. <laughs> I know it's very specific. What would you do for yourself? Travel. Uh, That's all I wanted. I want to fulfill some dreams that my mother, who died, didn't get to live. Where uh, would you want to go? Well, she really wanted to go, and now I want to go to Machu Picchu. Ah. I want to spread some of her ashes there. Uh huh. I would, you know, um, Miri is a, you know. I would the career that I would love if we could just do anything we wanted is for us to travel around and I interview people uh-huh. and then I write a little article or maybe just put up you know just kind of what we're doing yeah but Miri also does beautiful portraits of them yeah. so we have this a moment with this artist with this person you know mm-hmm. so I interview them and then Miri does a beautiful portrait and so that's great because that would just be both of our the loves you know are we love to do that i love to interview people i love to talk to people um and then i love writing of course and then miri is just such an amazing photographer that's why before the war when you mentioned to me that you want you would like to do a podcast i said to you immediately if you ever want to do that you've got a home in oregon music news i know that is amazing i i, I want to do it i just i just have to be realistic about how much i take on i understand because i'm for the first, because that would be one hell of a show. <laughs> I know. It I really, really do would it. be a great show. I really, I, I'm, I will yeah. do it. I, yeah. um, I literally just need to balance things out because yes. I've taken on so much. If I'm not doing at least, if I'm not planning at least two shows, I feel like I'm slacking. I understand. You know, yeah. and that, I've never yeah. been this, um, I guess, ambitious about continuing and constantly playing music. I just think that I'm. My goal, my goal, or my role, rather than my goal, my role right now is sort of a Ukrainian ambassador. Yes. You know, just getting getting the word out there about yeah. Ukraine. And, for example, um, back in August, I did this um, show on Hawthorne that I was asked to do very mm-hmm. last minute. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a, a peace polls. Okay, so they were like these polls that um, an organization... You mean like a telephone poll? Yeah, like little little decorative ah. poles that uh-huh. like these white, um, I guess made of wood, and on four sides like you have four, four feet a, tall, maybe maybe like six foot tall. Six feet tall, gotcha. Yeah. And they were painted white, and on every uh-huh. side of this thing you had a peace message in a, in a different language. Huh. So, and they're all over the Hawthorne area. And I sang this event, and then I realized there was a Russian one, but no Ukrainian one. Ah, so. I took, you know, umbrage. <laughs> yes. Especially yes. since, you know, the Russians are And you have are a not, lot of umbrage to give. I have, I have more umbrage than I can carry in, <laughs> in a giant sack. Um, <laughs> my umbrage sack. And then I'm like, well, you know, the, the, the peace message from Russia is, is ironically just, just uh, not good right now like they they, they're not the peacemakers in the world right now they're they're breaking the peace in the world so they're in the process of making a ukrainian peace poll Uh you know so things like that you know i just i write strongly written letters whenever necessary (laughs) like uh i think i think well like if i see language that's not in in the right spirit you know Uh like back in april or march i think it was um it was either it could have been U of O or it could have been OSU. Not, I, I can't recall now. Uh-huh. But it, they were saying uh, they had language on their website um, that said we are working with our Russian students to help them, blah, 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 because uh-huh. the, Uc- the Ukraine crisis. And, da, da, da. Uh-huh. and then I immediately saw that and I said, OK, language needs to change, people. Yeah. OK, so first of all, do you know that you only have Russian students or might you have Ukrainian students? Uh-huh. So that's first of all, you have to reach out to all of them. Second of all, it's not a Ukraine crisis. This is a Russian war. Right. On Ukraine. Yes. So let's get the language right. This was yeah. a Russian invasion. Right. You know, the right. Ukraine crisis. Uh, no, 
You right. know, we were just sitting there, and then yeah. Putin decided to attack us. Yes. It's not our crisis. Right. It's the Russian war. So yeah. I was I was keeping people, so they immediately changed their website. Ah. One letter. That's it. All it took, one letter. Nice. You know, so I, whenever yeah. I see that kind of thing, I'm I'm uh, calling things out. Uh-huh. I've called people out, yeah. you know, who are yeah. posting BS, Putin uh-huh. propaganda points. Uh-huh. Lost, yeah. a, lost a couple friends over that. Yeah. You know, conspiracy-minded people, people right. whose brains have gone soft right. in the last few years of this, yes. of this uh, fake news kind of thing. The right. people who are prone to conspiratorial thinking. Right. It's very strange because the people who are anti-vaccine correlated with the uh, pro-Russian people. So oh, sure. those are the people that were um, convinced by Russian um, and Putin's talking points. Yes. Those happen to like cross-section with uh, vaccine uh, and COVID deniers and yeah. vaccine um, right. sort of people who believed that the vaccine had, you know, some sort of, <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, it, it was nuts. you know, you it's know, nuts. the whole, the whole like, yeah. big to do with all that. So I, um, I, I'm not afraid of confrontation. I've mm-hmm. sort of smoothed out the way I have confrontation because mm-hmm. I realize that I'm, emotionally attached to the subject yes so i try to educate people as yes. opposed to you know tell people off yes because how would they know they're just used to you know speaking about ukraine the way they're used to everybody was saying the ukraine eight months ago i know nobody does that anymore thank right. god right you know it just it was it was just one of those perpetuating habits about ukraine oh that's like russia nope not like russia and yeah. so it's funny because my whole life growing up nobody knew what ukraine was correct and now Oh, you're Ukrainian? God, yeah. those people are brave. Thank God, yes. you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting now. Yeah. So in some ways, this whole thing has backfired on Putin. Absolutely. Instead of disappearing us, he's right. shown the he, the world has now seen who Ukrainians are. Yeah. And how they'll yeah. fight and how yeah. they, I mean, they're, they're not doing cheap shots like, you know, hitting Russian hospitals and, and apartments. That's what the Russians are doing. So they're they're fighting a war against Ukrainian people, mm-hmm. whereas Ukrainians are fighting the Russian military. So, yeah. you know, we talk about Geneva Conventions and everything. There's some no. serious war crimes going on. Yes. And I hope that um, I hope that this ends without something terrible happening because it's it's already pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. So that's my job right now, just trying to yeah. keep up with the facts as 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 much as I can. Yeah. And just re- remain. Um, calm enough to be able to give the message in a way that people can hear it as opposed to yeah. thinking that I'm just some angry Ukrainian woman. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know if you know it, but, you know, our photographer, John Rudolph, right? <clears throat> yep. Yeah, he was, he was, he's been to Ukraine and shot I know. there. Yeah. I've talked to him. He's and amazing. He, he just came back from Poland and Romania. Oh, my God. And got credentials to go to Ukraine. I'm so impressed. Yeah. He was at that uh, soccer game. Yeah. 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 Uh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. He told me, I think he just came back from Ukraine then, too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm super impressed by that. That That's just bravery yeah. beyond words. He's been shooting for us since day one for us. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, people who put themselves on the line for the truth. I mean, I can't fathom just how far people go for a good cause like that. And it's like we're talking on election day. So it's hopefully not going to take us getting closer and closer to fascism for Americans to wake up. Because I think that half of our country is in some sort of zombie sleep right now. Yes. So I hope that things don't have to get a whole lot worse for Americans to wake up. Because, you know, there may come a day where things are just completely different to how we remember them. I hope we don't get more divided as a country. I mean, my uh, my social media posts have actually been changing in the last year because I want to show my right-wing friends, mm-hmm. I have many on the East Coast, uh-huh. Ukrainians who yeah. historically voted Republican. These are people that I grew up with, yeah. and we were in college organizations, and we were in, you know, these these youth groups that were, you know, we would demonstrate in front of the Soviet mission and the embassies, uh-huh. and people got arrested, uh-huh. and we would, you know, do these poetry nights and just real political action because of Ukraine. And now 
you know, our American politics have diverged. Mm -hmm. So I just want to remind those people that we had so much in common back then Mm -hmm. and what's really changed. So I've been reaching out to some of those folks Mm -hmm. and finding common ground again and putting posts out like, you know, things that are irrefutable, like Mm -hmm. I just want clean air. Is that so bad? Yeah. I just want Mm -hmm. people to have a solid education with the basic science, math, history. Why is that so bad? Mm-hmm. You know, just common sense ideas and stop the, the fight talk and the yeah. attacks yeah. and the things that divide and stop getting taken down an emotional rabbit hole because of, you know, sort of the politics of outrage, this outrage mm-hmm. stuff that we have going on. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I'm, I'm trying to reconnect with friends who are politically very far from me in terms of American politics, but people who used to be my best friends yeah, like 30 years ago. And we had so much in common then. What's really changed? Yeah. So I'm trying to do my own little campaign of uh, stopping the divisiveness. Yeah. And you have one advantage. You can sing them awake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I can wake some people up with my voice. Despite the crappy nature of my speaking voice i'm i'm a you i can still fine. sing okay. you sound fine don't worry about it <laughs> you know i mean uh, i just sound verklempt all the time <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> listen when we when this comes to an end whatever that is um is there something that of yours that uh, and or yours and mary's that we can play here at the to go out oh absolutely what would you suggest well that you can send me I'm going to send you Mammoth in Space because okay. it is it is our crowning glory from well, the pandemic well, two years. Okay. You know? well, it's a, we talked about it earlier. It's that yeah. little disco song. Yes. And it, it <clears throat> I think it sort of happened from, because we wrote it like 10 years ago, but we never really recorded it. Uh-huh. And we were watching one of those History Channel shows, uh-huh. you know, those pseudo little documentaries. Yes. But it was, it was this really cool show about dinosaurs. And... <laughs> And they, and they found this pit um, somewhere where there were all these dinosaurs in one place, all these huh. skeletons in yeah. one place. Yeah. And they realized that there could have been a situation where they were in some sort of pond drinking water, mm-hmm. and then there was an earthquake, mm-hmm. and this pond was on shaky ground, and a whole bunch of mud came out, and these dinosaurs got stuck in this one place. Wow. And then real soon after that, the comet came uh-huh. and they just it all coincided in this like perfect storm of, uh-huh. of of events. And so there's like 50 dinosaur skeletons in one place. Wow. So they all died at the same time. And they Jeez. they probably died of starvation because their the yeah. legs were stuck. Oh boy. So then they so then one time some some archaeologists dug them up and they dug up all these bones and they were all together and. And it just, um, it made me feel, and this was right around when Miri and I were deciding to create a real band name and a real band entity. Uh-huh. And this was 2012. So, wow, 10 years ago, actually. Yeah. And so we called ourselves Mammoth in Space. <laughs> and the idea is that our long buried bones uh-huh. have been dug up. And now we are shooting these bones into space. So all that time we were stuck on Earth and now we're flying in space. And so the imagery of dinosaurs in space or mammoths in space or these old creatures, um, it just was fascinating and incongruent. Uh-huh. And the imagery was just too cool. So a mammoth in space. And we were old. So And then there was great lyrics, you know, from the ice age to the space age. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> and so anyway, it just came together. And um, so that's our... That's our. That's just a Miri and me entity, uh-huh. and those are the the songs that we've created since our, since uh-huh. we came together, uh-huh. uh, and it really is so different from our Borscht Beatnik entity, which is yeah. you know more Ukrainian, more like um, you know just mm-hmm. Ukrainian pop and just yeah. different songs in English, and yeah. you know a bit bluesy, a bit jazzy, whereas Mammoth in Space is super experimental. It's got a lot of like like heavy duty um production value awesome you know so i'll play that one for you and um okay that's <laughs> terrific i just you know i'm not just saying this because of oregon music news 
but you got to you got to get yourself a podcast. <laughs> You're just terrific. Well, thanks. I love interviewing people. Yeah. That's because I love talking to people. Right. And probably you're nosy. Well, I'm nosy, but... Um, I am. I think I... Well, you know what? It's true. I really am nosy. Well, that's a, it's a plus. But it's, it's not nosy. It's more like I care about people. Yeah. And so if I... And, and I have that, you know, to quote George Costanza, I have this innate <laughs> sense... Um, innate ability to sense any human suffering <laughs> yeah 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 so, and as jerry would then say are you are you sensing anything now george <laughs> um no but yes i i can quote seinfeld Good. For, for any occasion no honestly I, I i really and you know i um i think i have these unusual problem solving skills social problem solving skills yeah um, just the other day, someone came out with some gig they're doing, and someone else didn't get asked to be part of it. And, oh, I know. Um, so then they called me, and what should I do? And then I'm like, well, you know what? Who's organizing it? And then they tell me. I'm like, oh, well, that's a boy. Boys don't think things through sometimes. <laughs> Call them up and say, look, let's make this more inclusive. This is a fundraiser. <laughs> you know, and just like... Sometimes you got to just call some stuff out. And that's yeah. what the East Coast in me does. Well, yeah. You know, whereas I think people here don't do that as much on the, no, on the West Coast. No, because they're passive aggressive. Right. Yes. So I will just go, hey, what's up? Uh, I heard you have some problem with such and such. Can, is there any way <laughs> I can help? And so suddenly my, like, earnestness and, like, calling things out is, is sort of, um, you know, it catches people off guard, and then, oh, yeah. they, then they open up to me. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah they do. Well, you know, um, I mean, unless you really hate people, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good thing to have. No, I don't hate anybody. I, I've, if I start to, I used to, I used to have, like, real, like, yeah. ooh, that person. Right. But now I really just um, try to see the humanity in whatever right. their issue is. If they're... Right being very aggressive or if they're being hateful or calling uh -huh. you names, yeah. I realize they're coming from a place of hurt or right. some sort of, you know, place that they had to develop these nasty skills in order to deal with some sort of right. issue that they have about themselves, right. you know, because hurt people hurt people, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So I do try to do that. And, you know, it's the way to get through life because I'd rather forgive them for airing than uh -huh. carry around hate in my heart yeah. because um it was m scott peck the uh author of a road less traveled uh -huh. um who said the opposite of love is not hate it's indifference oh yeah so yeah. when you hate someone and actively have a passionate disdain for them that actually ties you to that person so much more than if you didn't care at all about them so Really, it's it's letting those things go, those feelings, and yeah. sending people on their way if they're toxic to you. It's like, all right, um, do I want to continue with that relationship, or yeah. do I want to look at the rest of my life um, in a positive way and yeah. maybe eradicate them if they're just too toxic? Yeah. So that's what I'm doing is letting go of people. If they choose to let go of uh -huh. me, I'm like, cool. You know, our paths diverge. That's fine. Maybe we'll find our way back to a friendship in some day. Yeah. Maybe not. But it's all a journey, and, you know, I think the people who really know me, they know where my heart is. Yeah. So. Well, that's a closer if I ever heard one. <laughs> Don't you think? I hope so. I mean. Um, so we'll, we'll, what we'll do is I will, I will, we, we will close this the way I always do these things. Can I tell you about my December gigs before we go? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm a consummate. <laughs> promoter sure okay so two gigs in december coming up the first one is december 17th at the blue diamond huh. and it's their annual christmas show nice and i've been asked by the great sonny hess uh -huh. to play keys in this year's show awesome super excited it's a blues bar yeah bunch of blues women i'm totally mm. in love with this group of people and so that's going to be on the 17th of december uh -huh. and then two days later monday night the 19th of december my sister, Natalia Burgess, and uh -huh, I, uh -huh. and my husband, Mary, and a bunch of other musicians uh -huh. are going to do Songs of the Season at the Northwest um, Hostel, the Portland Hostel. Oh, yeah. They're on, in Northwest. On, right. On Northwest Across 18. the street from where the coffee shop used to be. Correct. Yeah. Yes. 
So we're doing Songs of the Seasons, the first night of Hanukkah. We're going to do a couple Hanukkah songs, nice. some Christmas songs in Ukrainian and in mm -hmm. English. Mm. And it's also an open mic. So it's going to be a really, and it's the week of Christmas. You know, it's Christmas week, first night of Hanukkah. So we're going to sing Songs of the Season, and that's on Monday the, um, the 19th. I have an LP, an old LP. That's, let's put the hook back in Hanukkah. I love it. <laughs> and it has the thing that I play on the radio every year, which <coughs> is sung to the, the tune of Jingle Bells, Matzo Balls. Matzo Balls, Matzo Balls, and the chicken soup. Okay, I'll mama, I'm mama, singing it. Mama makes you eat them till your stomach starts to pluchoy. Matzo Balls, Matzo Balls, have another cup. If Matzo Balls don't kill you, your number isn't up. Can you sing that on the 19th? I'll back you up on accordion. Sure. I'll harmonize. Yeah, I love it. Let's I'll, do I'll, it. I'll, I'll send you the YouTube. I one. was just going to do Jingle Bells, Santa yeah. Smells, Rudolph uh, Ran Away. I was yeah, going to do that yeah, one. Yeah. But yours is much Ma more funny. Balls is good. Yeah, that's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, so that that would be lovely if you could come to that show. That well, that's, would, that's we'll sing terrific. it together. Where's that going to be? Oh, the that's, the, that's no, Yeah, that's at the hostel yeah, on the 19th. Yeah, yeah, which is not Probably far, 7 o'clock. Not far from where I live. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. And um, yeah, it's an open mic. I hope everybody comes to that. We'll Great. probably raise some money for Ukraine. I'm always like uh -huh. putting out that Q, QR code, yeah, you know, for yeah. the Ukrainian Foundation, right. which is the organization that I support. They yeah. send medical supplies, yeah. tourniquets, and all that kind of thing to the front yeah. lines. Oh, we'll put a link to that. That. Yeah, oh, we could put so, yeah. some links up there. Yeah, yeah I'll give great. you the link to uh, okay. to Mammoth in Space and, okay, and all that kind of thing. Alrighty, awesome. Okay, then, <laughs> as I started to say, the way we end these things now is by saying, that's entertainment. <laughs> Slava Ukraini. Thanks, Tom. <laughs>